Today we begin the 10th chapter of Shara Yichud Vemuna. The 10th chapter really is going to be touching on a Yesoid, on a principle in Chabad Hasidus. And listen to this principle. We concluded the 9th chapter by the Alter Rebbe saying, after he explained that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is completely removed even from the 10 spheres of Atzilus. Hashem is infinite. Hashem cannot be defined in any sort of even holy definition. On the other hand, we have the 10 spheres of Atzilus. Chachma, Bina, Das, etc. Something that is defined, something that could be labeled, that could be named. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his Sfiris are really opposites. Which is why the Alter Rebbe concluded the ninth chapter by saying that first of all, that Hashem does fully become one with his Sfiris. There is a pure, wholesome, truthful Yichud. However, how is that even possible? We can't hop it. We can't understand it. We need Raza Demehem Nusa. We need to have faith. We accept it only because there is faith that there is a perfect yichud between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His Holy Spirit. So after saying this, this 10th chapter will give a, 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 a mushal, an example that will help us understand how indeed there is such a yichud, how indeed there is such a union. In other words, there's like a paradox here. Something that cannot be really understood will be explained by using human intellect in Chabad Hasidis. And why do we do that? Not because this explanation will give us a full understanding. No, a full understanding is beyond our capacity. Ultimately, we need to have faith. But in Chabad Hasidus, we don't take the approach, well, since this is something that can only be ultimately grasped by faith, so there is no purpose, there's no reason to attempt to understand as much as we could. We take the opposite approach. We have a mitzvah to use our mind in comprehending even things that we know from the outset are completely beyond our comprehension. But instead of just throwing up our hands and saying, well, if I have to have faith, I have faith. And that's it. No. Let us now embark, Pedicude, in on this, trying to understand something of this type of Yichud. And again, with the acknowledgement that after we will apply ourselves to the best that we could, ultimately it will still remain elusive. However, because of faith, we will ultimately accept it because of the emuna, the faith that we have in Hashem and in His Torah, including and in His unity. So let us begin. Says the Alter Rebbe that now we'll understand why is it that in Kabbalah we refer to the ten spheres by using the word oirois or oir, lights or light. Why are we using that term? We're using this term because light in the physical sense will give us some sort of muscle, some sort of analogy in understanding the yichud again between the real infinite, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the spheres. How does light give an analogy? What is the analogy of Oir? So the Al-Terebi here goes back to the sun and to the sun rays. Right? To the light that comes from the sun. 
Now, let's not forget that in the beginning of Shara Yichud Vemuna, the Altarebbe also uses the sun and its rays as an analogy for something very different than what we're discussing over here. There, in the beginning, we were speaking about how the words are completely bottled, they are nullified in the presence of Hashem. Mamish, they don't exist when you put them in the context of God. As the lights of the sun are mamish non-existent when they are in the sun. That is the muscle that we learned before. Here we are not using the Shemesh and its rays as an example of the Bittal, because we're not speaking about Bittal at all. My friends, chapter Yud is speaking about the concept of Yichud, of you having two entities that merge and they mamish become one. So we are using the same sun and the same sun rays, but we're not speaking about the physical sun as the Rebbe explains, chapter Pedicute, Tanya Pedicute. Their sun rays in the physical sun is non-existent. It, taket, does not exist. It's completely bottled in the sun. Here we're speaking about the function of the sun, the purpose of the sun, the concept of the sun. What's the function of the sun? The sun, the Torah calls the sun the Mo'ed, the luminary. Luminary is defining the purpose of the sun. The purpose of the sun is to shed light. Now without the sun rays, without the Oir, the sun is not fulfilling its purpose. It's indeed only a luminary when light comes out of the sun and that light, right, reveals that light fulfills the function of the sun. So, Bemela, you can't say that since physically the light is bottled in the sun, it's non-existent. You can't say that. When you are focusing on the function of the sun, the sun very much appreciates light because without light, it cannot fulfill its function. And indeed, conceptually, the oil is not bottle in the Shemesh, but the oil is completely one with the Shemesh, God willing to be continued.